Welcome everyone. This is the Bumcast. I am your host, HBIC, the head bum in charge, along with Baloney and the Southside Bum. And the fancy new intro there. I actually kind of like it. Not bad, yeah. right? I kind of swung it by you guys. Yes. Yeah. At least it's got our name on it. We're, we're one <laughs> little by little. We're we're gonna, going up in the world. So yeah, um, kind of today kind of sucks. A little bittersweet for me. Um, I'm spent in three hours from now. I will no longer be in my 30s. I will be in my 40s, and uh, I get to spend the last precious few moments of my youth talking to you, Slop Jalops. It's tough. It's a tough scene, man. I can't imagine. Obviously, I can't imagine. We're gonna. I'm gonna be right behind you in a year and a half. But it sucks for you. I'm still. I mean, stuff's, in my stuff's already starting to days. hurt, and I haven't even turned forty yet. Like all of a sudden, my triceps started hurting today for no reason. And I'm like, I didn't lift. I don't lift any weights. Like, <laughs> why is my tricep hurting now? So if you see uh, me rub on my, I think I tore something already. Fat, and I have fat, 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 fat. <sighs> Is that, you know, that, we, I don't even we know if that fix works that. anymore at 40. Does we that work at that. 40 still? <laughs> we you know what I thought about? By Blue I, I thought about this at work because it was your birthday coming up, and, and I started thinking about turning 40 and stuff like that. That, like, realistically, we've been working. You know, you get out of college. You've been working for the last, you know, 18 to 20 years at this point. You still got another 25 years of work life before you can retire. It's We're right, not even halfway right. there. And, and, like, I feel like 40 is like a milestone it's it's a long ass time before we can retire my, that's why my, my my goal is to be a house husband <laughs> we got to start selling some ads man somebody <laughs> yeah Manscaped, no, i mean like every, everything's fall, everything's falling apart now man i got this is sore and i don't know whatever but yeah as they say 40 is a new 30 right i mean sometimes i don't think i look 40 but sometimes my body feels like it's 50 Hold on. I I honestly, I saw your, I think you had tweeted it out or maybe it was just a text, but you had something like, it was like one of your little catchphrases where it's like drink, like I'm 20 and then like, look, or I don't look 40. I'm like, I don't know, man. We kind of look our age. We, we don't, uh, we don't look I don't young. I, I don't think I necessarily look, I think I could probably pass for like mid thirties. If if like no one met me before and they asked what, how old I was, I think I could pass for it. I mean, I could be like you know, like when they hire like people in their twenties for like high school teen shows. I don't look forty. I look about thirty eight and a half. No, I I could pass for like thirty five, thirty six guys. Also, happy birthday, Sam Jesser. He just turned. Uh, I don't know. He's just as old as we are. Um, but he he turned. Uh, it was his birthday this weekend. I'm not even going to guess how old he is. He's he's forty one. 41. Yeah, so All right. 41, so he's already yeah. on the other. Yeah. He's on the other side of the, yeah. the road. Happy birthday, Sam. So 40. So, so yes, happy birthday, Jason. To, thank you. Thank you. So 40 is <laughs> a new 30. Unless yes. you don't have kids, then it's like you're 22. That's true. Uh, I mean, I love my kids. They they I, I didn't have gray hairs before. And like in the last five years, I've just like salt and peppered my way. Sucks. Well, <laughs> Joey so P makes we, a great point. Jason, you're a solid 35 in Cuban years. If, yeah, if you're right. in Major I'm, I'm League Baseball my, right now, fudging my paperwork. When I get when I get married in November, when I fill out that wedding certificate, I'm I'm putting Cuban years. Yeah, you're you you still got one good contract left in you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. But we're doing my we're doing the birthday party on Saturday. All you guys are coming over, and I just finished putting together the shot plinko table. I gave I gave some of the the group a little teaser of it, but um. We're gonna drink like we're 22 again, and I don't care. We're gonna we're gonna run it back one night. 
We oh, I'll, I'll, I'll be I'll be passing out Nexium and Tums at the door. But we're we're gonna we're gonna yeah. prove to ourselves that we're not old. The yeah, the only bottles we're popping are prescription bottles and Tums and stuff like that. Like I'm Advil. not planning on yeah, Advil. <laughs> so yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to turn back the clock. I don't know how I get I get tired at like 9 p.m. So it's like, what time is this thing starting? Because six, I might be done by you know starting six a.m. Six a.m. That's by right. The, we're, we're, we day drink now. By the time the uh, evening news rolls around, I'm I'm gonna be shot. Yeah, so it'll be good times on Saturday. We'll have a we we may not be still alive come next Monday's podcast. Um, but we weren't. We we took the week off um, because we want to thank everyone who came out on. Um, the 11th for our live watch party at Jack's. We just posted the, the YouTube clip last week. If you weren't able to make it to the show, um, we had a really, really good turnout. It was great time. And it was even better than the Sox kicked ass that game, because if they got their asses kicked, it would have been a very miserable. And I probably would not have wanted to do a live podcast afterwards and had any energy to, to just deal with that bullshit. But we want to thank you, everyone. We want to thank obviously Keith and Annie for hope, hosting us and for putting up a bunch of cool prizes and for townstone financial and country financial. Yeah. Country. Uh, John Nantech. It's all right. We're good. I always John Nantech country financial. He put up the big TV that uh, may or may not have been a little, the people were yelling collusion, but you were the one doing the raffles. It was all on the up and up. My sister ended up winning the, the, the grand prize, if you will, but not really because Joel had the choice between a TV and the Tim Anderson jersey, and that was the shocker of the night. He went with the jersey. Yeah. Oh, that's why. That's why you did it. Like Keith had the good idea of like letting the person pick the gift that, or the prize that they wanted. Also, you know, you watch too many Sox games when you always say Townstone Financial because there's too yeah, many it is. <laughs> yeah, you got that from the game. But yes, yeah, so it was Country Financial. Um, and it, yeah, like you said, we just want to thank everyone. It was a fun time. We should have more live shows coming. Um, and just stay tuned for that. But I mean, yeah, all in all, awesome night, fun. If you guys haven't seen any of the clips, it's on our YouTube. It's a lot of them are on our Instagram. Uh, head over to our Instagram and check it out. It was a fun, fun time. And and you want to you want to see you want to see video of my amazing looking feet. They... Things things got out of control for a little bit there, where you're showing your feet to the world. We had random people. Rating your feet, if you will. So shout out are, Southside Behavior and all of them. They, they are they are immaculate. That's all I have to say. Like I got a solid eight and a half out of that. Like my face is like a like a four or five. My feet are like the money makers on me, man. <laughs> like just, he's have like the he has re- like the George Costanza hands. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Yeah, look at yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. hands aren't that bad either. You know, hands aren't that bad either. Not that well veiny. when you when you haven't done manual labor in forty years, it helps. That's true. That is true. Um, so Sox had the all-star break this this week, so there's not too much we're going to talk about, except that predictably they split the series against Cleveland. We needed them to sweep or take three or four. Typical Sox, they, when they needed to at home. Can we, I, I, we said it before, this team needs to just play on the road for the rest of the season because they only they only beat the good teams on the road. So another predictable home home series. We're going back on the road for Colorado. We got a, another big stretch of games coming up that we're against beatable opponents that we have to win now to jump Cleveland and catch gr- ground in Minnesota. But the big 
tr- news in of White Sox Twitter during the All Star break was obviously with the trade deadline uh, a week away. The Juan Soto is going to be on the market, and everyone some pe- some of the people on the media are saying the Sox are going to make an offer. Boob Nightingale he did not have the Sox mentioned in his list of people or teams that made offers. So you know when he when the Sox aren't mentioned, it that's come that he got word from Kenny and Uncle Jerry that they're probably not making an offer. And I mean, I wouldn't mind it. I think you could probably start with a package of Eloy and Mankata and throw in maybe Colossus or Cespedes and another younger prospect. And maybe that, and you take it on Corbin's contract too, that you might, might get it done. But again, you're going to get two and a half years of, of Soto. And then he's going to want 500 million at 40 million a year. And unless Jerry's dead in two and a half years, bye-bye Soto. I've been shaking my head for the better part of 10 days or two weeks with this Juan Soto nonsense at this point. There is no reason why the White Sox should even be entertaining because it's not going to happen. We know Jerry Reinsdorf. He didn't want to pay Michael Jordan. You think he's going to want to pay Juan Soto? And the fact that, like, this is a move a team that is one move away should be making. We are not one move away. So that's what I wanted to talk about during this trade deadline is, like, yeah, there was the report that, like, um, Rick Hahn wants to go after bullpen help and stuff like that. Again, with the bullpen stuff. That's fine because we do need a lefty reliever. And you're not going to mortgage the farm system for to pick up a guy. Um, but the Juan Soto nonsense just needs to stop. It's just not going to happen. And I don't want it to happen, to tell you the truth. Because, okay, you get rid of, you know, they're going to want Colson Montgomery. They're going to want L- Lou Bob. They're going to want Eloy. It's like you're... There, we're not one win, a, win, one win away. Like, we need these guys for the long haul. We need these guys the next two, three, four, or five years. And there's other reports of, like, I mean, we, we need a left-handed bat. And, like, people were saying Jack Peterson again and stuff like that. And, like, leave it to Rick Hahn to have to trade for Jack Peterson when he could have just signed them in free agency. It's like you're giving up more or than Kyle Schwarber. Or Kyle Schwarber. It's just, like, pay these guys in free agency when you're supposed to. And then you have to go trading for these guys at the deadline because realistically we're still in it. And like it or not, we've been bitching for the better part of, I mean, the whole season, but this is the, and we're down to the nitty gritty. I had it written down here. We got two at the Rockies, three versus the A's, three versus Kansas city, four at the Rangers, four against the Royals again, and then three against the Tigers. That's 19 games before we play the Houston Astros. And realistically, you have to go on a huge run, 14 and 5, 13 and 6 at the worst. If these guys go 10 and 9 against these scrubs, you're done. You're not going to catch Minnesota because this is the easiest part of the schedule. And like all of these games are winnable. So yeah. whether or not you make a move at the deadline, you you're you have the team to beat these guys. And they haven't gotten hot yet. And we've been waiting and waiting and waiting for the team to get hot. Now's the time. There's no more waiting. There's no more uh there's no more giving guys rest. It's been crazy how much rest Tony's been giving these guys. We just got off the all-star break where it's like four days off. You have two more days off this week, and you're still sitting Vaughn saying like he can't play three day three games in a row. The Tim trainers Anderson. the trainers recommended he takes a break when you have a, a week off and then two uh, two days off this week. Like Tim on. Anderson had the day off, even though the Indians all-star players played all weekend. 
and now Tim Anderson needs a rake. Like, you have to start winning games, and you have to start putting on your best lineups. Like, I don't care about double headers. I don't care about, you know, back-to-back games and stuff like that. Now's the time. You have to go. There's no more wing. Johnny, we're going to say. Well, I was going to mention one thing they, uh, that uh, Han actually did. I know he offered a Jock Peterson $10 million and he turned it down, and he had signed less with the Cubs for $7 million. So, I mean, it was an offer out there. He had gotten a little bit more money. Nobody wanted to take him at the time. But, anyways, this is not about Jock Peterson. Um, the whole Juan Soto thing, um, it's, you know, I don't know why the White Sox were mentioned on that as well, too. Um, quite frankly, I think he's a great ball player, but, you know, he's not the Michael Jordan of, you know, baseball players. He's not the Babe Ruth of baseball players. You you have to you have to have certain pieces to build a, a team. Um, yes, can you start a franchise with Juan Soto? Yeah, I'm not saying you can't, but the Sox need a lot more other uh, other position players. Like I said, we were you you talked about the bullpen as well too. Um, this whole stretch, I honestly think I, I've been I think we all been waiting for this this team to to really you know get get on a winning streak. I'm going to predict that the White Sox are going on a winning streak this stretch. All right. I mean, there's no there's Write no reason down. why you can't. Yeah, there's no reason why you can't be Colorado. And it's how you said too. We're we're away. We're we're not going to be playing at home. So you should win against Colorado. You should win against the A's. Um, Kansas you City should win these games. Yeah, you should win these games. I mean, I mean, this is this is it. If you don't, it's like how you Peter, you how you mentioned. If they don't do anything in this stretch. It's I'm I'm done with the season. You're not gonna you're not unless they somehow miraculously get a 20 game winning streak like how the A's did that that one one year, or earlier on like the Braves. I just don't see how this team is going to function or get to a playoff. Let alone even though I yes we're three and a half games back. There's other people that are very optimistic about this team, but it just it's just very hard when you have Toronto on a hot streak right now. They killed Boston 27 to. I don't know what it was. It was a football game. Toronto's hot right now. Twenty-eight. Yeah, yeah. Toronto's Toronto's a, Toronto's a hot team. And guess what? What they did? They fired their coach. Look at the Phillies. They fired their coach and they start getting a winning streak. The Sox are not going to do this. I don't know why. I don't know why Jerry's so hard-headed to do something like this because this is what's one of the biggest issues is our coaching staff. They he just it's like how you mentioned. Um, they just sit players. Andrew Vaughn's been sitting out for it. It seems like a fucking month. Like, you know, you gotta, you gotta start now. You just can't be like letting them sit and think that, oh, we're, if we give them some rest, they'll be ready for the playoffs. You have to get to the playoffs first. You got to play these players. So I'm predicting they have to do it now. If Tony has some little bit of incy bincy part of his brain, to start saying, hey, you know what? I got to start playing Andrew Vaughn. I got to start playing Tim Anderson. No more days off. These guys are average 25 to 27 years old. Play them now. They're going to get a winning streak. I have – this is the only positive time I'm going to talk about the White Sox. They're going to go on a winning streak this stretch. I like All it. Right. And I'm I'm glad I you mean, mentioned their age, Johnny, because I had that too. It's like, why is Pito, the oldest guy in the team, the only guy that plays every day? That guy, hamstring, knees – Whatever it is, he's there every day setting the example. And then, like we talked about, Vaughn and everyone else that are young, they just can't stretch. They can't put games together. Um, and maybe it's Tony or whatever. It just sucks. So, but I'm happy that you're predicting that because it has to happen for for our sanity. We just need a little bit 
uh, a sustained run for us to be less negative at, at this point. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting week. It may, it's pretty much make or break before the deadline. And it, we might have some breaking news if they do make it for uh, trade for a big name. Um, Julia, I don't honestly I don't I never heard of that. But a lot of times people don't leak contract details to begin with. So I wouldn't say that's not unheard of. But I've never personally. I've had that I thought we had heard about like college big name college coaches might have like stuff like that or even like the big name NFL coaches. I doubt anybody in MLB has that. Yeah. All right. So that was just quick quick White Sox talk. Um the other big story of the week that we want to get to is the joke of an organization that has now become the Chicago Blackhawks. We went back in time 20 years, folks. It's back to the old man Wartz days now. They have officially parted ways with Eddie Olchek, which is a big fucking joke to anyone who follows the Blackhawks because one, he immediately took a job in Seattle and two, he's the lead analyst for the NHL under for national broadcast. He is the head NHL analyst and you let him go. He could have been a voice for Blackhawks fans to help them come back off the ledge. When we're going to have obviously the next couple of seasons are going to be really bad. So you could have had someone to at least calm you down, talk like this. You know, I, I what I see in this guy, he's doing this good. He's progressing this. You know, you you he he will see those things that he can speak on that could maybe give you some hope and optimism for an otherwise going to be a shitty season. Now you're going to have a couple young guys coming in that are probably, you know, no, you're not going to know them. I, I mean, I haven't. I don't know who the official team is if, if it was announced, but there was you're not going to. There's a report that they're trying to get Patrick Sharp. That would help. That would but help. Even that is not Eddie O. No, no. You you needed that calming voice. The and, and Eddie Olchek is the Blackhawks. Like when they let him go during the old man Wurtz days, they brought him back right away to make things right. And now you just let him go again. And I don't know, like if it was they lowballed him an offer. And he said, no, I'm not going to take it. Or if they just decided to say, we're going to go a different direction. Thank you. Good luck on your future endeavors. I don't, no one really knows what the ins and outs are. I don't think Eddie would throw the Blackhawks under the bus because he's just a class guy like that. But I would really like to know what the true situation in the office was with that. There's, there is two things I think that were sticking points. And this is all I was listening to uh, Twitter spaces with Barstool Chief, and he's pretty in tune with the organization he you know he's got a couple of those the bird chirps whenever news is breaking and i i feel like he's a pretty credible source when this stuff um i guess it started off with the low ball offer their final offer was very competitive the blackhawks sticking point and this is again barstool chief saying this was that they didn't want to pay eddie olchek for the games that he has he's gone doing the national broadcast and that's just a cheap owner being cheap at this point. You know, like yeah. you pay Eddie Olchek. He's the best of the best. And he's the last little bit of goodwill that was left on this team because they've had PR disaster after PR disaster. And I'm talking the worst of the worst kind of news. And Eddie Olchek was the last little bit of a good guy left in that organization. And you ran him out of town and you lost a lot of credibility, not just with like, 
the national media and, and out, but like your core fans, you know, the people that are there day in and day out, the people that watch every single game, you spit in the face of those guys because you said Eddie O isn't worth it. And when everyone in the National Hockey League knows that he's worth that and whatever else he's asking, because like you said, you need him. You need him to be the face of your organization when you're trading everyone away, when it seems like Kane's going to be gone. We don't know what's going to happen with Taves after this year. Like, there's no one left. This this franchise is a skeleton shell of its former self. And Eddie O was the last guy left, and you ran him out of town. So it sucks, man. Like you said, we're back to the Blackhawks being the worst of the worst. Yeah. And how many games does he do nationally, if that's the actual point? 10, 12 games he would miss nationally? Miss yeah, nationally? I, they, they said um, so it's like 82-game season. He'd typically do 65 for the Blackhawks. Okay. So, I mean, you're we're gonna that's going to be a sticking point. I mean, yeah, that, that's just being a cheap owner. Especially with, and then you're you already shed a bunch of salary. Like you're, you took Pat Foley's contract off the books because he retired. I'm sure he was making a pretty penny. You cut a lot of the other veterans. Like it, it just it doesn't matter. Like it no, doesn't I'm matter. not saying even, I'm, if, I'm, even if they he asked for twice as much as any other analyst. No, I'm not. I'm I'm agreeing with you. Like you give him what he you give him what yeah. he wants, especially since he'll be a national broadcasting and he could actually kind of prop up your franchise when it's been in the it's gonna it's been in the shitter it on the on the ice and in the media. Like he could definitely help give some that goodwill, and now it's gonna go out of Seattle. So yeah, it's gonna be tough, man. You know, it's him. Being in Seattle, of all places, like, you know, obviously up-and-coming franchise and stuff like that. But, like, he should – he is a lifer. He's a Blackhawks lifer. He was drafted by the Blackhawks. Uh, Sylvie was talking about him being, like, part of four different Wurtz generations as a player, as, as an analyst, as, like, you know, like, he's been in and out of the Blackhawks organization for the better part of, like, 40 years. He should be a lifer. The fact that he's in Seattle, of all places, like, what is that? Yeah. Joey P he has family in Seattle for now. So that's a no brainer then. Just yeah. Go be with your family then. Fuck. Just tough. It's just tough to, to you know, like when that news came out, I'm like, man, that it just flat fuck out the, sucks. Fuck the Blackhawks, man. Like they're gonna they have a they have a long uphill climb now to regain the fans' trust because it's gonna be a lot of apathetic fans out there now who are just gonna be like, I'm done with this fucking team. And they say, you know, the fact of the matter is winning cures everything. You know, if they start winning games again, people aren't gonna people might still be mad about Eddie, but they'll they won't be talking about it if they as long as the Hawks start winning, which isn't going to happen. So they're going to focus their angst on the one thing that pissed them off the most. That's right, Julie. That AHL champions, AHL champion. What I go Wolves. I've been saying who, that a couple who, times. Who won't go? Who won't have any Blackhawks players feeding their organization or That's any Wolves players feeding the Blackhawks? Whatever. All right. So speaking of joke franchises, let's go to the other clown show across town. That's our Chicago Bears. Um, so before, before Peter, before we go to uh, the renders, because I got some stuff on say on the about that. First thing I want to say is they released their new jerseys, their alternate helmets, yeah. alternate helmets, which leave it to the Bears to make the uh, the orange ugly jerseys even more ugly. Like, no. I hate I hate the whole color rush thing that they do on Thursday nights or Sunday, whatever they do those the color rush games. I hate it. But now you're just doing straight ugly ass orange top and bottom. Like that's it's it's just 
it's just more more of a joke of a franchise. A like, team that doesn't know how to it's poorly run just So that's the problem. If they're gonna do something new, if you're gonna try something new after all these years, then go all the way with doing something new. Put the put the B on the helmet or put the bear the actual bear logo on the helmet. Do something different. This looks like such a generic, like you said, color rush. Like it just like I hate I I hate everything about it, and it sucks that we've been we've been on air for twenty five minutes, and we've been so negative, including your birthday, Jason. But <laughs> this, but it sucks, man. I just don't like it. I saw somebody say, and and I don't know if it's true or not, but it was on Twitter, and it was it seemed like a legit site saying like this was done on purpose as like a nod and homage to the all of illinois football whether it be like you know like this the university of illinois and the bears all wearing orange and stuff like that why are we doing homages or nods to illinois football they've sucked forever they're like they're just not good well who gives a fuck they're not fucking alabama they're not Uh, yeah exactly (laughs) it like they make that made no sense so hopefully that's not true but when i saw it i'm like that makes no sense but obviously the bears make no sense so yeah johnny i'm sure you have thoughts as you're the artist in the group because i can't draw for shit I'm, I'm sure you have better ideas than this i do but uh is it just me or does it look like they just look like cotton candy well, joey piece of candy corn or candy so corn i'm sorry not cotton yeah. candy candy corn yeah that's exactly what i was thinking sorry thanks joey p yeah that's what they look like to me i mean this whole orange thing if you took the C, they look like cleveland browns you know it just I don't like it one bit. I mean, they're it just could be, you could say candy yeah. corn. You could say they look like a whole bunch of fucking naval oranges running up and down the field. Now they look like bums, is what they look like. It's like Syracuse and, out there. So luckily, That's this is Syracuse. So what do they wear this twice a season? Then they said two times a year they're going to wear this. You know what? And I don't understand Ugh. what's wrong with the uh, the original alternates that like Cutler and Brandon Marshall used to wear with the all navy with the orange black um, yeah uh, sleeves to it. That yeah. was good. We'll keep doing that. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't like this at all. Obviously. So, and then okay. So that's that's PR disaster number one in my opinion. Number two, an even bigger one is guess who's not showing up for training camp tomorrow? Roquan Smith. <laughs> yes. Because yes, that's what we need right now. Is our best, the only good player on this team right now is now holding out and now reporting to training camp because he wants a new contract and apparently. Ryan Poles is being tested as a rookie GM right now because you you can you already had so many misses in this offseason with his free agent and the free agency signings and the injury settle the injury failure and then the people getting the guys getting arrested and everything you've already had a lot of check mark or strikes on your record already like don't fuck up Roquan where he's holding out like entire training camp. Like he, you build that defense around him. You give him a big boy contract. Cause you have a shit ton of salary cap next year. Do it. Let's do something right in bears fans eyes and stop this nonsense of, well, we're going to wait and see, or we're going to try to do it in our number. Pay the guy. I'm not worried about it yet. At least not yet. I feel like uh, from all the um, interviews Roquan's done and stuff like that with Waddle and Sylvie and Redline Radio and all that stuff, he likes Chicago. He's here a lot. He lives here most of the time. Um, I feel like they're going to do right by Roquan. But this is just part of the game at this point. I'm done 
complaining about holdouts because every team has it. And it's just, you know, it, it, it's been the better part of 20 years ever since, like, you know, T.O. and all that. Like, that's where I feel like it really first started and stuff like that. It's just part of the game. If he misses yeah. time, he misses time. I don't I'm not worried about him not being in shape. He's not like one of these linemen or D linemen where it's like, oh, man, he's not. You know, he's missing training camp. He's going to be 20 pounds out of shape and stuff like that. I'm not worried about that. I, I just think, like, he's got to do right by him, and his agents are advising him, and that's fine. I mean, Roquan deserves his money. I know we argued about, like, he should have been, you know, all pro and pro bowls and stuff like that. He's been snubbed, but we know his talent. I think Matt Eberflus knows his talent. I know Matt Eberflus is going to need him. He, he He's going to need him to be, you know, like the Darius Leonard that he had before in, in, in the Colts organization. And I mean, at this point, I'm not worried. I guess we'll talk about it, you know, once the preseason games start start going along. If he's not in camp, if out. he's not in camp next week when we start doing the pod, I'm going to be actually worried then. No, nah, I'm giving it more than a week. I'm giving it more than a week. I'm giving it up to like game three, or there's only three preseason games, right? So after game two of preseason, that's when I start getting worried. Okay, well. I'm a little more sky is falling when it comes to our best player not showing up. And then the same thing with, uh, um, no, what the fuck's his name? The other defensive guy who's good. Uh, Robert Quinn. <laughs> we only got two. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> nah, Jalen Johnson. I, I should yeah. say, I like Jalen Johnson a lot. But I heard that he's, I, he might not show up tomorrow either. There might be the, the two holdouts or, but Quinn, I don't know. He's. Quinn got his money. Yeah, he's he got his, he's like, got his I, bag. Just if he's if he's if, holding if he out, wanna, if he doesn't want to go him. to training camp because he doesn't want to play and he doesn't want to get hurt, I respect that more because you already got your bag. But Roquan, I know he needs to get paid. And yeah, would you? I was I heard uh, Sylvie talking about this. If they came with an offer of like Khalil Mack, would you do it for Roquan? For Roquan, yeah. I mean, this is tough, man, because we. We all agree. We all like Roquan, right? I, I, yeah. He's the future you know, of our defense. But we don't mortgage the future on defense anymore. We keep talking about, you know, having to invest in offense and stuff like that. And so I don't know if that that Khalil Mack deal was kind of a backbreaker for the Bears. Obviously, he came in his first year, you know, that first game with the Packers. And he was dominant. And he was awesome. But in the long run, that that contract really hurt the Bears. So if yeah. you're going to give that to Roquan, I, I would just worry about it. Obviously, if he could get it somewhere else, he gets it somewhere well, else. I don't think I don't but. think he would get Khalil Mack money because Mack he's, was already a defensive player of the year at that at that point. Like who's already like I'm not saying he's Roquan has improved himself, but he hasn't won the same accolades that Mack yeah. had at that point. So but, I mean, that, that's good, why he so. gets. We'll see. No, I know, but I, I, I mean, I might have, I might do the trade if you get like, maybe a first and a second or first and third for, for Roquan. I might have pulled the trigger on it. We, we need a whole lot more. All right. Um. So the third PR disaster doesn't come from the Bears, but it comes from public enemy number one, Larry Lightfoot. So these were the leaked renderings of. And again, she's still pushing this narrative that she wants the Bears to stay. Even, and this is what is infuriating about me, because like Val said that she doesn't want to be the mayor that loses the Bears, but she is going to go down in history as the mayor that loses the Bears. But she, she keeps on like doing this, like, take me back, take me back. I'm, I'll change, I'll change. Like just 
breakup situation. George McCaskey even said that he can't comment on those because he's under under a pending deal with to purchase Arlington Park, the, the property. So he can't even comment on this. So I don't know why she keeps on going on about this. Like they can't like they. I mean, I'm mean, I'm not a lawyer. I don't legal expert, but I don't know if the Bears can just be like all of a sudden. Oh, you know what? We're gonna back out of the deal for Arlington. I'm sure they probably get their asses sued, and that would cost them a lot more money. But it doesn't sound like the Bears are any – they're not make, making any overtures to, like, engage her. They're just kind of, like, ignoring her and letting her just run her mouth and put all this mumbo-jumbo out there for this dome stadium that doesn't even look like it's a dome. It doesn't – it looks like there's, like, an opening on the end of this rendering – which, if that's the case, you can't even hold like Final Four basketball there because it has to be completely enclosed. Yeah. Well, they came out with like a bunch of different scenarios. So I know they had a dome concept, a dome ready concept, which I don't know what that meant, and then like an open air. They had like a, a soccer specific stadium as well. Oh. I, I got that picture loaded in a second. But for now, I think Jason, you're right. The way the wording uh, and like everybody was saying like. I don't even think she's making this last-ditch effort for the Bears. At this point, she sounded like maybe getting a different NFL team in there or, you know, like just different avenues uh, in revenue. So I'm fine with that, dude. I think we're all just ready for Arlington. They, they got, you know, close the deal, break ground. Don't worry about Lori Lightfoot. Johnny, you mentioned it. She might not even be here uh, anytime soon. Hopefully not, at least. Cross your fingers. Johnny, you're, you're in charge of that. We can't vote, uh, but um, well, it's it's Chicago. You probably could just list your old address in the city, and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, hey, come on and vote." Well, uh, every, all the bum listeners, go out and vote. Um, but the reason I said I I I loaded this up, I'm cool with it if it's a fire stadium, and, and it that you know a soccer specific stadium down by the lake, because right now the view lines in Soldier Field for soccer aren't the best you know that's made as a football stadium and it's not the best for soccer as like currently constructed but if they do this i'm all in chicago fire 2026 world cup champions baby like realistically like <laughs> world cup. i like it did i like you hear it a lot. too that like with her proposed rendering that it was going to only going to increase the stadium size by nine thousand seats yeah it was so you're, only, yeah, you're not I even going like to go into the, you're, you're going to redo it you're not even going to get in the top echelon of seating capacity for in, for football teams like they go to arlington they can make a ninety thousand seat stadium easily and they'll pack that every week so i don't get why what they're trying to accomplish with this it doesn't i mean it looks like they're just like building more vertically than it than they are building out because because they're going to try to keep the colonnade in there so i don't really know what the whole purpose of this unless you're just making it like a whole entertainment complex too like they like the new upgraded rosemont um but i've heard that i guess like there's environmental groups that are protesting this because they would have to build on land you know on the museum campus that's protected and then that that's the same group that torpedoed the george lucas museum so they're, I think. I mean, you people... can't fucking fart in Chicago with with somebody. Man, fuck those guys. And fuck uh, those somebody guys. protesting about it. So I mean, and realistically, yeah. rightfully so, whatever. But yeah, dude, this is gonna be, you know, like there's no way. Joey P's right. Give me soccer. Give me WrestleManias. We're good. I don't care if it's in Arlington or in the new Soldier Field. 
but the Bears are going to be playing in Arlington. That's what I want to mention. And all this talk about a second team. I'm going to be honest here. I don't know if Chicago would welcome a second football franchise here. I would. You would? I really would. Yeah, I really would. Dude, how much do we complain about the McCaskies? I love the Chicago Bears. We, I'm number one Chicago Bear through and through, blue and orange. But God damn it, do we hate the McCaskies. So just to, <laughs> stick it to, just to stick it to them, I'm cool with another team. Bring them over. AFC team, I'm down. Okay, but how much more of our hearts can get take this? Like, we got one team that we already have heartaches. We get another team that's going to be like, you know what? This is even just worse than the Bears. Like, Yeah, what if we get Jacksonville? Much... What if yeah. Jacksonville moves to Chicago then? Because Tony the Khan, Khan wants to relocate it. The Khans so... have ties to uh, That's Chicago. what I'm saying. So what if I we like have this. the Bears in Jacksonville? Dude, do you really want that? I don't want that. I don't, I don't need two shitty franchises in Chicago. Like, no, just give me the one shitty franchise and yeah, give me X, give me some XFL <laughs> where I can just casually pay attention to it and not get my heart broken. But I cannot take another unless unless the Chargers are moving out of L.A. and coming to Chicago or something, then I'll I know okay dude, I, the Sox. I mean, I feel like the Sox Cubs rivalry was at its peak, you know, maybe 10 years ago or so. 20, I'm, 20 more 20, yeah, years. 20 years ago. I'm cool with a little Bears rivalry, you know, cross town, cross highway rivalry. Uh, I, I think I think I can only focus on one football team. And if we get another team, it's going to be like I, I think it's going to it's not going to be like a major franchise. It's going to be like the Jags or some other. I'll take the cons. I like the cons. I mean, I like the cons they, too. they don't know what they're doing with their football team, but they're good people. And I like them much better than I like the McCaskies. So, so we got so we have these ratings, but I actually look, I'm gonna break, break some news here on on the Bumcast Live. We actually had we reached out, we got some sources from our, some of our Bears insiders, and they actually sent us a rendering of what the proposed Arlington Heights Stadium was gonna look like with a dome on it. So, um, first time here we go. We got the there it is it. the new Arlington Heights Windy City Dome capacity ninety four. 1,758 people. That is one hell of a good-looking stadium right there. It accommodates everything. It. It's like it accommodates everything. And this is something I did in 1997. Yeah, artwork courtesy of Johnny in 1997. Good job, yeah. man. You know what it reminded me of? Like, obviously, it's a dome, but the way the seating arrangement is, like, structured, it reminds me of, like, uh, Michigan's The Big House. Which, ah, yeah. which I think would be cool in in Arlington, you know, just pack a hundred thousand people into just like a gigantic dome or dome. I, I dig it. Yeah, I think I I think that's a great rendering. I think that's probably almost a, exactly what it's going to look like once they get it built. And a little crisscross architecture there on the top of the dome, um, Johnny. I, when you made this uh, twenty five years ago, was it retractable? <laughs> They didn't have the technology back then. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh well, no, that's not true because the sky dome uh yeah, that was a retractable right. roof. So yeah. Um I didn't put that in in the details, but there was definitely a dome. Um yeah, I, I, I this this stadium doesn't even have suites. I mean, I I, I kind of fucked it up. Like I guess I, I like really that man that. of the people, blue collar yeah. stadium. Yeah, I guess yeah, you, you, know. you yeah. can you can sit down with the yard line, but you wouldn't get in your suite. No, you just Same. pack them in there. Save, uh, yeah, like all the corporate money could kick rocks. It's all blue collar here. And Johnny's okay, only, so, so Johnny's I got, only got one scoreboard. 
it, yeah, one scoreboard. We might have to adjust that, Johnny. Go bring the uh, eraser out and stuff. But this was what 1997. So thinking back then, how how like things were situated. What would be the name of the stadium in 1997? It's the Windy City Dome. He's got it on there. Oh boy, you know it's got to be like sponsored by Victory Auto Wreckers or you know like <laughs> Eddie okay, and Jobo Stadium. Dome. Yeah, um, it's, it's probably gonna be like Wintrust or re, like another Wintrust or Empire Carpet. Yeah, Stadium. <laughs> I'm just thinking back Garrett, then all the commercials, Eagle Man, Eagle Insurance Stadium. Oh, Garrett, yeah. what about Garrett Garrett's popcorn? Uh, there we go. There we go. No, Garrett's we'll Garrett's dope. We'll call it. We'll we'll call it. Um, Jeracy Rick- Memorial Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> no man, those commercials Peter Francis are so Jeracy Memorial Stadium. No, we don't need no, Rick- boring. No, it. I got one. Rico Benny State uh, Dome. The Rico Benny Dome. Go. Yeah, for sponsored everyone. by Portillos. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like that's this. a good uh, that's a good artwork, Johnny. I like I like that. Good. You, you were a visionary for your time. You got yeah, what was that? One ninety seven though. I I'm not. Once again. You are by far the most artistic of the three of us. But 1997, that was like, what? You were like 14? 13, 14? Uh, yeah, because I was in, I was, I graduated eighth grade in 98. Yeah, I was 13. Good job. I thought I was maybe like a 10 year old drawing. Oh, well, hey, I, I'm just I'm, you're bashing me about just, my drugs. I told you guys, uh, let me g- give me a shot. I'll do it again. I want to see how I what I, I can. Do now. Yes, so, do it now. We'll have, we'll have it ready for reels. OK, yeah, I'll, I'll draw. I'll draw a different version of what I what I think it should be. And then we'll the and then we'll compare side by side and we'll see who will vote, which which stadium rendering gets approved. There you go. Yeah. All right. Go. OK, so another another big bombshell that happened over the weekend and that is friday afternoon news came over to wires vince mcmahon has quote unquote retired at the age of 77 he decided that all of a sudden it was time amid all of his investigations for sexual misconduct and hush hush money being paid out that all of a sudden he's going to be like yeah no i'm going um after going out on tv and saying that he wasn't going anywhere and basically just you know, flaunting and giving the middle finger to everyone that I don't care what your your investigations. I'm I'm not going anywhere. He basically was doing the fucking Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not fucking leaving. And then he fucking left. <laughs> so, and I, I had I said I had many thoughts about this. And Peter, you kept on saying hold it for the podcast. So I'm gonna my thoughts right now. That is what politicians do when it's a it's bad news and it's a it's a friday afternoon news dump. news dump so people aren't follow, aren't paying attention they're just going to be like okay and it, it wasn't even a press release it was a tweet and if vince mcmahon was really going to retire and go out his way we all know he would have been on raw they would have had this big celebration thank you vince goodbye you're the best he would have had all these his showgirls probably cuz he doesn't give a fuck he'll just He'll have, probably have his showgirls confetti and all the pomp and circumstance. Instead, he did a tweet. That's not. That's not. I'm. I'm decided. All of a sudden, I'm done. That is. Yo, dude, you're getting fucking fired. But we'll let you show some face. So go ahead and retire, quote unquote. And then 
Turns out, three days later, more news broke that he paid about fourteen over $14 million in hush money that should have been counted as revenue or um, expenses for WWE. So I think there's a little more to this paper trail that he's going to get more fucked up on and more allegations and more bad shit's going to happen. But that's, that's a 100% you're getting fired, but we'll let you go. We'll let you say you're leaving on your own goodwill. Yeah, there was no way they were going to let him back on TV after all of this stuff came out. Um, that last, you know, fuck you to everyone was was his last hurrah, if you will. And yeah, it's just like it's shocking that like we knew he was a scumbag for a long time. Like it seems like any wrestling fan that like, you know, reads the dirt sheets and stuff like that. He he's not a good guy. He hasn't been a good guy for the better part of four decades now. And it just finally the stuff like it caught up to him. The, the stuff got up to him. You know, there was the steroids like allegations in the 90s and then the whole Owen Hart situation. And then there was other sexual misconduct stuff. Um, it's just been like a trail of things following him until finally like it came to a head. And the one thing I wanted to mention is because it's like there was a lot of people, even that the when Stephanie came out to the ring on Friday, Boston was cheering. Thank you, Vince. And I understand what he built and stuff like that. But you don't have to, one. You don't have to thank him and you don't have to cheer him for anything because I've no. been out on Vince McMahon for a long, long time. And to tell you the truth, he's been coasting on his laurels for the better part of 20 years because, yes, the Hulkamania era and the attitude era was something we had never seen before. And he built that up to a billion dollar corporation. But then he's been coasting on that for since 2002 like people that are saying like well he he built this up to be like a, a a gigantic like there's no there has been no competition and as soon as even a lick of competition happened with AEW he's on his back foot like and and I'm not talking I'm not talking about like the allegations or anything like they've been they've been the worst product out of the two so it's like yeah he built this up but he hasn't been good for a long long time so it's like no, it's he's just it's all about the the stock and the stocks now and the investors and overproducing and the media and making it a media company and the conglomerate and this and this and it's it's not about it's not about the wrestling anymore. It's not about they don't they don't even give a shit about the fans to tell you the truth. It's, it's not all even about wrestling the, anymore. Yeah, That's, it's, it's no sports entertainment. Like they won't even allow you to say wrestling. And and even when someone like AJ Styles says professional wrestling, people go crazy because we all know you're not even allowed to say wrestling. So yeah, I'm a professional wrestling fan. I'm not a sports entertainment fan. And, I don't, and for all that Vince did, he could go fuck himself. He can go fuck himself. Um, I don't know if you saw this on Friday morning, but there was um, an article came out that um, about Ashley Mazzaro. Yeah, that he like I I. I Forget the whole story of it, where he, he paid her, or he, no, he he uh he he fired her after, like they had their affair or whatever that she was being like basically pretty quote quid pro quoing and stuff. Yeah, and she got. Fired. She, I mean, she got paid off. Yeah, and then that allegation came out. That's that story leaked, and then next thing you know, like a few hours later, he's retiring. So there's there's probably a lot to more to this the Wall Street Journal report and. It's coming. All the, I, I yeah, think the, all the, the all big the bomb is, money. The big, 
the big bomb is coming. I, I think this is kind of similar to what the whole thing with Weinstein in, in, in a way, you know, like with all these allegations like starting to come out, it's like, how you can say you're, you're seeing more of this stuff come out the whole, uh, you know, you guys sent over that, that, uh, that message earlier, um, about his uh, financials. It was like 14 million, like yeah. that they're coming after. I mean, it's, it's not going to be good for him. And, you know, for, for a guy who over the years, I mean, um, I don't know if you guys remember this or heard about this, but he was on like Phil Donahue a long time ago about the um, allegations with um, with Pat Patterson and Pat Patterson. Um, he was he was basically because um, Pat Patterson was uh, was gay, but, you know, they didn't come out, you know, back in those days, they didn't come out with stuff like that. But he basically was pretty much telling wrestlers who were coming up like, hey, if you don't do these favors for me. Uh, you're not going to get in the business. And Vince McMahon knew stuff about that stuff, you know, all that stuff. And he didn't do anything about it. Um, I mean, it's just, it's like a, it's a laundry list of things that he's, he's done. And, you know, now that, you know, all this stuff is coming out, you know, like I said, it's, it's not going to be, you know, good for him. Um, I mean, obviously that's why he's retiring. Um, but I mean, he's, he's hurt a lot of people. I mean, I mean, it's, I know it's 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 just it's just not a good look for him right now. No good. So, so the one good thing, fucking riddance. Good riddance. No. Go fuck yeah. Yourself. No, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The one and thing I will mention: the only, only positive that might come out of this is that now the news comes out that Triple H is in charge of basically the whole fucking show, and in his slow in his short time with NXT and that creative, I feel like he might be the guy to bring it back to reality, if you will. Like, I have faith that when... Because I don't hate WWE as a whole. I like a lot of their wrestlers, like Finn Balor and Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. Those are good people. Like, you know, the New Day. Like, those are good people in that company that do a lot of good for a lot of, a lot of people. They're just put in a tough situation because of their boss. And now that Triple H is in charge... Maybe we have a little bit of that competition. Maybe we go back to the Monday Night Wars because wrestling is at its best when there's competition, when there's two companies going back and forth and one people are signing people and the other people, you know, like they're going back and forth. That's when wrestling is at its best. So the one good thing that might come out of this is that maybe WWE goes back to what it was and and, and Triple H is in charge. Personally, uh, real quick before we, we t- transition here, I think AEW is in trouble. Okay, I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Well, not like in a financial standpoint, because we all know the content have a shit ton of money, but like AEW needs to like tighten the screws on their product now. Because now if you have Triple H in charge of talent and creative, and he's got the full backing financially, and his sisters give him the go-ahead to do stuff, he can basically just take what NXT was he was trying to do with NXT and like you know amplify that by a million with all the production and all the money and like all the talent that he's got he can and he can just basically tell the guys like you know cuz like in NXT every time he had a a good wrestler a good character Vince called him up right away and fucking ruined him so like he was always constantly making new guys he didn't have that consistency he didn't he couldn't keep you know, like building the Kevin Owens's and like the sets and all the, like 
all those guys that we see getting called up fins, you know, it's, he can he can do some damage now and and make people focus more of their attention back on WWE and take eyes off of AEW. That's my I think now Tony Khan has to really put his big boy pants. He's got a lot of great talent in that roster, but he's kind of like Tony's kind of like that Vince now, right? Where he can he's controlling everything and he needs to start like delegating and bringing in more people to take do creative and do like help out with storylines and production because he can't be doing everything, especially with if he's trying to do AEW and Ring of Honor. So yeah, I'm interested to see like like you had said what Triple H ends up doing with NXT and and with the main product. I feel like Tony can they'll be fine. I feel like AEW will be fine. I they do need to tighten up their screws more with their roster construction and their roster use, if you will. I feel like that Jericho feud has been going on for freaking six months at this point. Yeah. And it's like there's a lot of things that they could fix. Their women's division is back to like they need to work on that. They need to focus on that more. They need to build up that women's division because one thing Triple H does do, and, and it goes back to the four horse women when they were in the NXT and stuff like that. Triple H and Shawn Michaels know how to properly develop women wrestlers. And that's something AEW hasn't done yet. I know right. Britt, Britt Baker's been awesome, but like that's about it. So, I mean, it's good competition. Competition is best for all. I I wonder with this whole move with Vince McMahon gone, um, that what changes now with uh, with Sasha Banks? You know, now that she has, like, you know, it's Triple H, you know. Yeah, and the they, show they're and, very and, close. And Steph, yes, that, you know, now it's like, all right, you know, I took my time away, you know, things like, does she go back and she'd be like, you know what? I'm good friends with you. And I, I, I know she's, um, she's good with Stephanie as well too. Cause the whole thing when it started with Stephanie was, you know, backing this up 100%. Um, it, yeah. Does she do that? Or if not, like, you know, things change now, like the whole MJF thing, you know, obviously what's going to go on with that now that Triple H is like, and now they're in the PG era, like things, things are, I, I guess for wrestling, we've been waiting a long time for this. We've been waiting a long time. It's kind of like the whole thing when, you know, we want Jerry gone for the white Sox. This is, this is our, our, I guess our sports moment when it comes to that, you know, as a Chicago fan is that Vince is gone now. And now we got the proper people to running the show. Um, How exciting, not only WWE is going to be, it's going to take a couple months because you got to, you got to really change things around. And also how Jason mentioned as well too, is that, you know, AEW has to change their ways now too, you know, long storylines and whatnot. It's just going to be real exciting moving forward and see what happens. And hopefully, hopefully down the road, we do get to see a Monday night wars again. Cause the, the, that's when wrestling was, was at their peak. That's when wrestling was, I mean, I'm not saying that wrestling's bad right now. I'm just saying that if we do get another Monday night Royce, I, I think it would be uh beat awesome. Yeah. All right. Let's, we got, we're running out of time almost here, but let's talk. Go and log again. <laughs> Hey, I gotta so I gotta enjoy the last few moments of my 30s, not stuck here talking to you two mopes. We we could go we let's just Why? go to midnight and we'll yeah. count you down like a New Year's. <laughs> yeah. And instead yeah, of we'll use that no no, we'll use that new countdown that Peter just uh yeah and out. instead of the New Year's ball drops in Times Square, it's just gonna be your old balls slapping oh. your knees. Yeah. All right, so San Diego Comic Con happened over the weekend, and we got a lot of cool news with uh some Marvel stuff here. So we'll just talk about new Marvel movies and series that are coming out. Cause I got a couple that are really excited about. 
obviously we're getting the new Black Panther movie, uh, Wakanda Forever, coming out in the fall. But they also released their Phase 5 slate, which is, as you can see on the screen here. And I'll just probably tell you guys, the, the ones I'm looking forward to the most are um, obviously Guardians of the Galaxy 3. The new Daredevil I fucking popped the boner on because I'm so happy that they're bringing back Charlie you know, Cox. the original cast from, from yeah, Netflix. Yeah. And then I would probably say I'm looking forward to Secret Invasion as long as they do that story right. And they don't they don't make it short. They kind of draw it out a little bit. But I, probably those three are the biggest ones I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I think I think everything that came out between uh, Ant Man and the Wasp and Quantumania and them setting up the Kang storyline that's gonna go from five to six. I think that's gonna be awesome. I, I like the Kang the Conqueror stuff. That'll probably tie into Loki season two as well because that's where we first saw him. So I'm I'm very excited for that. Guardians is its own thing, you know, like James Gunn does such a good job with those movies. Like that could be a standoff movie. It doesn't even have to tie in everything and it'll be awesome. It will. It will tie in, but it'll be interesting to see because he mentioned it during the panel for Guardians. James Gunn said that like this will be the last movie with this iteration of the Guardians. So I feel like there's going to be some maybe some deaths, maybe some team changes and stuff like that. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see what's going forward. And then the big news, I, I think Blade's awesome. I love Mahershala Ali. Yeah, I, th I think he's a really, really good actor. So I'm interested to see how that's going to turn out. They've been teasing, you know, like the Midnight Suns and stuff like that. That'll be fun. And then Phase 6, dude. Like, it's just like Phase 6 is the heavy, heavy, heavy hitters. Um, you think we're going to get X-Men in Phase 6? Yeah, I think I would, that's where... I would where think so, yeah. See this little space in between um, Fantastic Four and Avengers... I think they already teased mutants in the Miss um, Marvel and, and in the multiverse. Um, it's coming. I think it's really coming. Uh, there is a rumor, Jason, you tweeted uh, or text us of Giancarlo Esposito possibly being um, Professor X. I know people were kind of intrigued by that. I think he's a good actor as well. I don't care about like him not looking like Professor X of, of in the comics or or, or whatever. I, as long as you get the best actors possible, that guy's awesome. That guy yeah, could I act like with his eyes closed. So it's it'll be interesting. But I'm excited for this, dude. This was like there was so much news coming out of Comic Con with everyone, you know, like DC and the video games and everything else coming out, and then Kevin Feige and Marvel just dropped their, you know what, on the table and be like, look at us, like we got plans. Also, I'm, what is Ironheart and Thunderbolts? I never heard of those. Thunderbolts is going to be awesome. That that'll be a team that they're 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 going to be comprising. Um, so they've been teasing a lot of stuff. They've been teasing the Thunderbolts that is usually led by General Thunderbolt Ross, the the guy that doesn't oh. like Hulk and stuff like yeah. that. And that's kind of like uh, you know, bad guys turn goods kind of deal. So that'll be interesting. Uh, Ironheart, I kind of, I really don't know. We'd have to probably ask you all about that. There's a couple of things that, like, they're going deep in the well. Yeah, no, it's, some of the stuff is really cool. I'm really excited about, though. Especially, like I said, Daredevil. Fuck yeah. Yeah, and Julie, Agatha was going to have her own show. So that'll be, uh, that'll be interesting if they turn her good or kind of like an anti-hero and stuff like that. Because she did awesome in WandaVision. People like that character. <laughs> and uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. And I also want I also want my Deadpool three. That'll be yeah. yeah I mean, that's coming. Yeah, that's coming. I, too. I, I, I mean, I, some stuff. I, 
Yeah, I think because of what's going on with Secret Wars, they left all that stuff open is because everybody's in Secret I would I would assume yeah. everybody's in Secret Wars because that's like yeah. the mother of all mother of yeah. wars here. Yeah. All right. So that's that's our quick nerd talk for San Diego Comic-Con. And now I'm going to do my question of the week. <laughs> I all like right. That so, theme. Thank you. Um, so you, you actually I'm stealing your question, Peter, because it's a very it's a very good one. And it's basically what would. At your your turning forty, what would you go tell your twenty year old self or your twenty one year old self now that you have all this knowledge and wisdom? And I would probably say number one, you don't really need a college education. Go into trades, trades, trade, yeah. You know, like that's just a you're just wasting a shit ton of money on a degree, and you could be your own boss if you know how to fix some ACs and some furnaces. Mm-hmm. Number two, electrical. Yep. Number two, I would say skip all the beer so you don't get the good old dad bod and just become a bourbon sommelier. Mm-hmm. I would just want to get I, maybe maybe I would tell myself, hey, you know, what? in 20 years, you're going to really, really like bourbon. Maybe you should start distilling at home right now. Don't blow up your bathtub, but maybe you start with a little home distilling and maybe you start. Go, maybe you move to Kentucky and be, work for one of these big fancy pants distilleries so that's why that's one of the biggest things i probably tell myself yeah i mean it's it's all good advice the the trade stuff uh, yes if anyone young is listening and you don't know what to do you know welding plumbing electrical all these things there's less and less of them in the world and there's stuff that pays big money and yeah like you said you don't have to go to college you don't have to be you know stuck in a cube or stuff like that be your own boss. That's a very, very good advice, Jason. Um, the first one was like, it's interesting because like, so Julie and I have been married for a long, long time and and we had a good amount of time where we didn't have kids and stuff like that. And once you have kids, you realize, you know, babysitters are tough. It's hard to find stuff like, you know, just to have time to ourselves. And And we were able to do a lot of cool things like concerts and restaurants and going out and everything we can. The one thing I would say to people, if you can travel more, because there comes a time where you might not be able to travel anymore. You know, there's a lot of places that we say, oh, we should go see that. And then like, oh, maybe we're older. Do it when you're young. Do it when you can, when you don't have any responsibilities and stuff like that, because if there is a time comes where there is responsibilities and it just gets a lot tougher. I'm not saying it's impossible and I'm not saying we won't travel, but we could have probably traveled in our 20s much more easier than it is now, you know, with kids yeah. and strollers and backpacks and everything else involved. So that was a big one. Jason, you you mentioned the beer. There was a time where I got heavy in the IPAs and I got heavy because of the IPAs. Like you said, maybe a more a little bit more vodka or bourbon, probably a better idea and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, there's there's not much like, you know. Maybe don't bet on the Bears to win the Super Bowl against the Colts. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Julie, yes, we are going to Egypt. I have not forgotten. I have told Sarah about it that when we go to that, you guys are coming with. We are definitely doing Egypt. Yeah, we could have done that. We could have done that at twenty five, and now we got to wait till we're sixty five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I so and I also probably would have told twenty uh, one year old Jason to. Um, Probably don't go to so many clubs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was fun. I, I had, I, I lived my life. It was fun, but I probably could have stopped in 
my late twenties instead of pushing it to my thirties. Well, but that's here. The, no, no, actually you shouldn't regret that. And that's like one thing that I want to bring up is that I should have lived my life a lot more adventurous. I should have, I should have traveled. If anybody should, should travel, it should be me because I am scared shit of going on a plane and now that I'm I'm going to be 40 next year in February, and now I'm like, I got to get my ass on a plane. I got to I want to visit all these places that I want. I've been wanting to visit um, it, it, clubs and stuff like that, man. I, I don't regret not one thing because we had our our best life going out, having fun, having a good time. I mean, that was that was something I'll never forget. And I'll cherish. But the one thing like. I, I wish I could tell myself is like, go out and, and live your life, go out and do, you know, have fun because nothing's promised the next day. Um, another thing too, I, you know, if, if I could go back, it's probably save a lot more money. Now I save yeah. like ridiculous. Now I save ridiculously, but back then I was just like, yeah, I'm going to go out to club, <laughs> go out to clubs. And I was having a good time and stuff like that. But I, I really should have put myself in a position where I was just saving at a very, very young age. Um, I learned that later in life, you know, now, you know, thank God, I, you know, I'm able to save, you know, where I'm saving now, but I, back then I, I probably should have put myself in a better position with that. But um, yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah, Man, so we got, I, I'm we got real for a second. That was good, yeah, guys. hell yeah. I'm See, proud of all three of us. I turn I turned forty and we get all philosophical and shit. So yes, life lessons from the bums. I want to hear yours. So actually, yes. tweet that out. Tweet what would you tell yourself twenty years from now? And hashtag life lessons from the bums. Try to get that. I like trend. that. Shit. By the time we're you're turned forty one, we're gonna be crying on the podcast. <laughs> well, you already can. You already start crying. I just gotta. You're easy. To, you're easy to make cry now. Well, it's all usually all those stupid commercials about. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's let's bump some people here. Here we go. Let's get let's get angry again. We, yeah. we we're at our best when we get angry. Joey, obviously, buy lots yeah, of Bitcoin. Invest, it in, invest in Amazon. <laughs> yeah, invest. Oh in yeah, Amazon uh, and... investments are still. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, I will. Um, birthday boy is going to go first today. Um, I'm my my uh bum of the week is Draymond Green. And oh. I don't know if you saw his tweet the other day, but he basically said that the the 2017 Warriors would have beat the 98 Bulls. And again, he's he's cherry picking his comments there because like the 98 Bulls were the worst of the six championships. They they limped through the that season. He ain't saying that shit against the 92 or the 96 Bulls. So you're kind of just like tunnel visioning your your you know fantasy booking there, but even so, this is the 1998 NBA is not what it was 20 years later. Everyone's getting bodied in that series, and the Bulls are taking it. End of story. I don't care what you say. Yeah, so he's, my I, he's my bum of the week. I feel like we fall for this every week now. Somebody says something about the there's all there's always three. like you got John Morant saying he'd beat Jordan one on one. You got Draymond now saying that they his they'd beat the ninety eight Bulls because wasn't the seventeen they were the was it sixteen or seventeen Warriors that won the most games they had the record yeah twenty sixteen seventeen ish season yeah so why don't you compare against the ninety six Bulls then because they had the record before like you would still win yeah. and win 
But anyways, uh, my my MVB is uh, JJ Watt, all around cool. good guy, all around and, good guy JJ Watt. I'm interested. Yeah, all around what, good what happened JJ Watt. Um, I don't know if you saw this. There was a, there was a fan who was um, selling JJ Watt memorabilia that she owned because she was trying to help pay for her uh, grandpa's funeral, and they were trying to to raise money, and someone tagged JJ Watt into in the post that she was selling like his autographed like Jersey and like shoes of it, like his that at worn shoes, but like his shoes yeah. that he comes out with. Um, he quote tweeted and said, I'm paying for the, I'll pay for the funeral for you. And he just, you know, he does that kind of good stuff just yeah. out of the, out of the blue. He always helps someone out in need. And yeah, so he, he replied and said, I'll don't keep your, keep your stuff. I'll help. I'll help with the funeral. And like, that's just, He's just all around good guy. He didn't have to do any of that right now. And so he's my MVB of the week. I feel like JJ Watt, like the world has turned on him like multiple times. It was, you know, he was this freak defensive MVP, like just freak athlete that like, holy shit, this is like a generational talent. Everybody loved him. And then that whole working out video came out with Fort Minor and the part of my take guys just relentlessly making fun of him for being kind of cheesy, corny. And stuff like that. But then him just being that good guy, like you said, overpowered him and then won the part of my take guys over. And now everybody's back on J.J. Watt being the all around good guy, Captain America type, because he really yep. is that dude. And the whole family is. Um, yep. So, yeah, credit to him. And I mean, he's always been awesome. But like, it's cool when you see these athletes at playing at the highest level, just being down to earth, good people. Johnny, who you got? Well, I'm going to piggyback off of something when it comes to um, helping people out. Uh, for my uh, MVP uh, is Bo Jackson. Um, I don't know if you guys heard uh, what he did. Um, yep. he, he pretty much uh, handed over a check to uh, and cover all the funeral expenses for the Uvalde victims. Um, there was a source that came out that he was the one who – the mis- um, the mysterious donor who, who did that. And it, it turned out to be Bo Jackson. He didn't have to do any of that stuff, but you know, one of the quotes that uh, was put out there um, was that it's just not right for parents to bury their kids. And it's not, I mean, we all were, were heartbroken when this stuff happened. Um, and for him to do something like that, I mean, it just goes to show what type of person Bo Jackson is. Um, so Bo Jackson, um, he's he's my uh, MVP. Um, I, I actually for the uh, bum of the week, I actually did have Draymond Green as well too. But I also <laughs> thought of something else while you were, you were talking. I don't like the Draymond Green, but uh, uh, it's actually the Big Ten. Um, I don't know if you guys heard that. Um, right now they're um they're in the works of trying to get UCLA and USC into the Big Ten. And I have no idea why would they do something like that because they're not even in that particular area whatsoever. I mean, I'm sure maybe they're just trying to do that for maybe, well, I don't know. USC has not have been relevant since like, I would say Reggie Bush. So yeah, Reggie I don't, Bush, yeah. yeah. The only thing that I, I would say is like USC and UCLA have really good basketball programs. Um, I don't know how, how they are in any other sports, um, but it just, to me, it just doesn't make any sense um, just because of the time differential as well, too. But I guess in a way that maybe because a lot of uh, people who are don't live in the West Coast don't get to see, 
you know, all these like basketball players who are out there um, who play like at nine o'clock, you know, our time. Um, so, I mean, I don't know what the whole motive is to get these, these teams into the big 10, but um, I was talking to somebody about it. It seems like it's, this is what's going to happen. Like maybe in the near future is that we're going to just have super conferences where they mm-hmm. have like the big 10, we, we, you know, the big 12 and it's just like SEC. cut down to like, yeah, it's just maybe cut down to like maybe four major conferences or something like that. I don't know, but um, yeah, the big 10, I don't know. You guys are my bum of the week. I did see just to piggyback off of that. I saw that like Notre Dame, now that all of this super conference stuff is happening, they went to NBC and requested like $70 million to remain independent, which I've always said that they need to get to a conference regardless, but like, it's all a money play. All of them. SEC, oh, yeah. 12, yeah. Then. it's money. Bums. Yeah. All right, Peter, take us home. All right. So I wish we would have coordinated better because a lot of the times, you know, we're, we're all on the same page, you know, unanimous MVBs and unanimous bums. And your guys had some very, very good MVBs. Um, they were, well, you know, feel good stories and stuff like that. And my bum of the week is an ice cream company. Um, <laughs> the Klondike ice cream company, those damn polar bears um, news came out. It's been trickling out. There was a rumor last week. I saw it. I didn't comment on it because it was just like a random Twitter egg. And now it's actually happening. People reported it. And then my guy Clem from Barstool, the snack god, the snack king, he's been on it. I said he's been reporting on it like Peter Gammons or or Woj Bombs trying to report on whether or not Klondike got rid of the Chaco Taco. And it seems like it happened. I can't believe it. It's our long national nightmare. They got rid of the Chaco Taco, the top tier ice cream bar. Now that, like, obviously... The WWE ice cream bars don't exist anymore. The Chaco Taco was my go-to. Um, I have a picture out there. You could go on my both Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. When I proposed to my wife, she got a ring, and I got a Chaco Taco, and we were both happy. <laughs> like Chaco Taco is the elite ice cream bar, and the fact that Klondike got rid of it, I told Julie, I think I'm going to have to wage war against polar bears cartoon fake or real ones <laughs> i said i'm gonna go out there i'm gonna get aquanet hairspray like i'm in the 90s and jerry curl and i'm just spraying it into the air and try to kill these icebergs because now you made it personal with me and i'm going back to you <laughs> like i'm not okay with this i will i don't protest much obviously you know socially and stuff like that we should be doing more everybody should be doing more now is the time to protest i cannot <laughs> handle i might go as far as to say these white polar bears are racist. Why would you get rid of the Chaco Taco of all things? You could have gotten rid of any type of ice cream bars, but the Chaco Taco is the one that gets the X. I don't like it. And not on my watch. So they are my bums of the week. Suspicious activity. They might be my bums of the week every week going forward until we get that Chaco Taco back on the shelves. Well, think about this way. Start a petition. You know, just, just do what everyone does in America you don't like it, you bitch, 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 until you get your way. And the same thing happened with the Mexican pizzas at Taco Bell. They went away. People bitched and complained, and they brought them back. But then they fucked that up, and they went away just as quickly again. So just just do the American way. Bitch until you get your way. I'm doing it. And I have faith in you. Thank I'll you. Be there, I'll be there for su- supporting you. All right. All right. So then I'm going to close out with my MVB because – um, I have a story connecting this MVB to my personal story, but I got this MVB from Johnny's Twitter timeline. Johnny, you had a tweet earlier today saying that this guy 
was just trying to be respectful. So I'm going to play a video. He went kind of viral, and it's just a random guy going out on a date with a girl, and he was trying to be respectful, and now he's gone viral for the wrong reasons. So this is the video, and then we'll talk about it afterwards. This guy, I mean, is chivalry dead? Like, he was trying to do the right thing. Obviously, you go out with someone you don't expect, or maybe you do expect to come back to their, your place. We don't know what if they had dinner and a date. They had movies, you know, like something might have happened at dinner. He makes an excuse to go out to his car so he doesn't have to do that in the living room or worse yet, in the bedroom. And now he's gone viral for all the wrong reasons. Like, realistically, you know, right? Like, you have to. Play. That's the play. That's the move is to go outside and do that. I, I will say one thing with this guy because that fart was like a minute long. <laughs> <laughs> he probably he probably should have waited maybe two to three minutes tops because that fart was probably traveling along his ass. <laughs> it probably went into the house as well too, because it happened to me before. Um, it's happened to all not, of us. Not that long, but it's just like you, you got to wait a little bit before you go in there because I'm pretty sure she probably smelled it. Like, oh, wait a second. I wonder why he was only out there for a couple minutes first. I think it was the first cigarette. He said he was going to go out for a cigarette. He said he let, forgot so, something in his car. Oh, yeah. See, that's, that's, that's where he fucked up because he actually should have went to his car and like messed around the glove box or something because now with all the ring oh, doorbells, yeah. she could have been like yeah. looking out the window or something. She could have been standing by the door and like heard it through the door. That was a fucking loud ass fart. You should have did what committed 100% and went to your car and then just closed the door real quick and went, and then you, you get back in. And that's the problem is obviously these ring doorbells, you know, they're there for the right, right reasons. You know, you got kids, you got people stealing packages and stuff like that. Ring has done a lot of good. They did this guy dirty. He was just trying to do the right thing. And now he's the world's longest farter. And why I wanted to talk about this, and I got the okay to talk about this, it happened to the best of us. You just, Joey P said the same thing, that they just leave White Castle on Valentine's Day. It's happened to the best of us. So my personal story is, realistically, it was probably a couple weeks into dating my wife. It was like very, very, very early on. And it was the first time she invited me back home to her house. And... We had gone to dinner and then gotten some drinks. And this is the first time of me going back to Julie's house. At that time, she was roommates with her friend, Samantha. And right when things are getting, you know, personal, if you will, the bubble guts happened. And I thought to myself, how do I get myself out of this situation? Like, I don't know what I'm going to do, you know, like, and, you know, as, as personally, guy, girl, whatever. When you get the rumbly in your tumbly, like Winnie the Pooh says, you don't know what's about to happen. Like, <laughs> and I thought to myself while she was, you know, getting herself ready in the bathroom and stuff like that. I'm like, I got about two minutes to get out of the situation because if I don't, I might soil her laundry. Like, I don't know. Like, if she even touches me, I might do something bad. So I had to MacGyver myself out of the situation. And 
realistically, the only thing I could come up with was I had my phone at the time and I set an alarm to play my ringtone. So, so what happened was the alarm goes off. I pretend to answer it and I make up this lie like you wouldn't believe. I said that my sister locked herself out of her car and that I only I had the only spare key. And I'm like, I'm going to have to go. And, and and this is at the time where, like, realistically, this is my first time at Julie's house. And she's like, oh, OK, like, do you need do you want me to come with you? I'm like, no, I'll be back in five minutes. So I leave because granted, if I would have just gone to her bathroom, then Samantha would have t- like I would have blown that bathroom <laughs> up. Like I couldn't risk them knowing what was going to happen. So I made up this whole lie. I drive all the way back to my place. It was not five minutes. She <laughs> mentioned it. I drove all the way back to my place, did the damage, and then showered, <laughs> and then came back to Julie's house. Because what else was I supposed to do? It was there too wasn't, There wasn't situation. dude wipes back then. There, there was no dude wipes back then. There wasn't then. no dude wipes. I couldn't have her roommate snitching on me like, hey, man, this guy just blew up our bathroom. <laughs> and the worst part is you don't know how bad their toilet is. You might have fucking clogged that shit. That's what I was worried about. I was in enemy territory. You don't know how the plumbing works. Right. Yeah, you might have had to just put like use like one piece of toilet paper and then got hope for the best, man, that you get a clean one. <laughs> so that was... That was my story. We don't know what happened to this couple. You know, he's gone viral and it's all, you know, it seems to be bad for him. But it worked out for me. I've been married now for like, I'm going to say for the better part of ever. But (laughs) we're happy. We're together. And my quick thinking got us out of a jam. So shout out to this guy. I hope he lands on his feet. He went viral for the wrong reasons, but it happens. He he was just being respectful. That's all. Yeah. He could he couldn't do any of the fun stuff either because as soon as he takes his pants off, that lingering smell is just gonna go. That's why I, I you got to shower. I showered. I showered, and realistically, who knows what it happened? Like we all got that, dude. You, we all get it. When the bubble got start, you don't. Know, it's unpredictable. It's a wild card. You don't know what's gonna happen. Especially uh, now. <laughs> yeah, now that we're over. Well, welcome 40, to 40, Jason. Jason. Welcome to I, uh, start, You know what? Start I'm gonna wearing go, the uh, pens. I'm going to go pop in uh, This Is 40 on Netflix and call it, call it a night and my, get myself prepared for the next 10 oh. years. Um, so, yeah, but I want to thank everyone for joining us on this Hour 20 podcast. We had a fun time with some yucks and some just being upset and angry as all, as we always are. I am going to enjoy my birthday tomorrow. I'm going out to a very nice dinner um, downtown at Cabra at the Hoxton Hotel. Some nice Peruvian food. So I will be eating well. And I will see all my friends on Saturday for a little shot plinko, some shenanigans. Um, But again, we want to thank you for listening. Subscribe to our socials. Make sure you subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe again, share, do all the good stuff that we'd like you to do. Smash, Buy some shirts. Smash that like and subscribe button on YouTube. We got to get those numbers up on YouTube specifically. Yeah. yeah and buy some more merch because we just, I need, I need to pay some suburban. I'll, I'll say some nice things about you. Yeah, Peter will say some nice things about you. And oh, yes. And happy birthday to Scarlett as well. Happy birthday, Scarlett. Yeah, happy happy birthday, Scarlett. birthday, Sam. Happy birthday, Jason. Uh, a lot of very, very cool people um, have birthdays at the end of July. And shout out White Boy. His his birthday's coming up, that's too. Right. Shout, out, shout out White Boy. 
And we will be back next week. We're going Mondays for the whole month of August. So we're back, back on our regular schedule. We're back on a regular schedule. So thank you guys for joining us. We'll catch you next week. Happy birthday, Jason. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm.